So my wife's out of town this weekend, which means I get to eat some bad food. I don't have to eat my vegetables, and I get to spend a little bit too much money on beer. Anyway, this is John with Little Hops of Horrors Podcast. Welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode of Paranormal Activity with our very special guest, Chef Chris Galarza. That dude's a fucking riot. Loved having him on. Can't wait to have him on again. Uh, hope you checked out all of his stuff that he he was talking about in that episode. Um, guy's trying to change the world, so at least you can do is go follow him and check out his website, right? Try to help him out. All right. We're doing Megan today, if you couldn't figure that out from the title of this episode. Uh, but we are going to make a couple changes to the, uh, to the show going forward. Um, Chris is an experienced podcaster and we were going over some notes and, uh, he really helped me out, you know, trying to get my feet under me here, trying to figure out, you know, kind of the best way to give you guys a good, a good product without being, you know, too fake. You know, I want to, I want to be myself and I want to give you guys, I want it to be fun. I want it to be fun for me, fun for you, all this stuff. So, but we're, you know, we're trying to, you know, you know, hone it in here, get, get, get good, get comfortable behind the mic. Still, it's still difficult, easy to trip over my words. I'm actually on my ninth attempt tonight, right? My ninth attempt tonight to get this episode recorded. Um, and I've wasted God knows how many, I mean, probably at least a half an hour of my night. Just can't get it right. Can't get it right. Not feeling good. And that's the kind of time I'm investing here. You know, not that anybody gives a shit, but <laughs> just to let you know that I am trying to give you guys a decent product here. Anyway, so going forward, uh, we're going to tell you what beers we're having ahead of time instead of in the middle of the show or in the description. Um, and we're also going to start doing uh, kill of the week or scare of the week. And we're going to rate the movie because this is a movie review show, horror movies specifically. Anyway, so today uh, our beers that we're doing, um, we have hazy hearted IPA from bells, right? Very popular brewery throughout the country out of Michigan. Uh, we have volcano sauce, a uh, very popular brewery out of the DC area. Uh, and they just opened up a tap room in Pittsburgh. I'll rant about that later. I'm sure you guys are excited for that. Uh, we're doing volcano sauce for them. It's a sour ale. I uh, figured the hazy hearted IPA was self-explanatory. So I didn't explain that. Uh, <laughs> volcano sauce from, uh, Aslan is a sour ale with blueberry, blackberry, lactose, right? That milk sugar, uh, that chef Galarza talked about last week and some vanilla to finish it off. So it should be, a Nice little treat for us. Um, also, a quick tip for you guys, if you didn't know, um, your sour beers, if you get these heavily fruited sours, um, a lot of stuff tends to settle, right, if there's a lot of fruit in there. Little trick that I do, it, it's not foolproof, you know, but it does work better than having to, like, roll it around for 10 minutes to try to, you know, mix it up a little better. I store my sours upside down. So that way, when you have that last minute, you're ready to pour it, you know, it kind of remixes on its own, which is nice. All right, anyway done with my little you know mini rant that no one cares about last beer we're doing is proper pour it's a double barrel aged stout aged once in cabernet 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 barrels cabernet why does that sound weird cabernet i know it's a wine i actually like cabernet okay sounds better when you just flow and you don't read it you ever get stuck on a word for no reason you just say it because you haven't said it in a while and then you just sit there and you focus on it and then it sounds weird maybe it's just me anyway <laughs> it was aged in Cabernet barrels, which is a red wine barrel, and then uh, finished off in whiskey barrels. So we'll see what kind of flavors we can pull from that. That should be an interesting one um, from Boulevard, if I didn't mention it. Um, yeah, so let's let's take a little look into the movie here. Um, 
as I said, it's it's Megan, which is about a like a little cyborg, crazy Chucky doll kind of thing. That's the vibe that I got from the trailer. Uh, I did not see this in theaters, but I did wait for it to come to Peacock, as I do with most things, because I'm a cheap ass and I don't want to go spend seventeen dollars at the goddamn movie theater every time I want to see a horror movie. So you know, crucify me. Um, anyway, <laughs> I have Freddy vs. Jason on in the background as a little half-ass research for the next episode we're doing featuring Dustin Michaels. Dude sounds like a wrestler, right? Like a wrestling name. If you were like in WWF or something like Dustin Michaels, like he's like Brett Michaels brother. Anyway, awesome dude. Can't wait to hear, you know, what he has to say, um, about this movie in particular. Um, Freddie vs. Jason, and uh, he's going to tell us some inside insider stuff, inside uh, knowledge, some insight. There's that enunciation to the uh, to the beer world. You know, he was my boss at Hitchhiker, so this will be this will be cool. We'll give you uh, you know a little peek behind the veil there, a little uh, you know the Wizard of Oz thing. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Megan today, and we're going to see how this new format rolls. Um, again, it's about a little girl uh, who gets. Uh, adopted by her her aunt because her parents are killed in a tragic car accident which sucks so bad the only redeeming you know scene from the beginning of the movie is the farting furby in the back seat with her and she, <laughs> uh farts are funny man and and if you don't if you don't think they're funny like get the stick out of your ass they're always funny they're always going to be funny and if you can't laugh at them man I, you're just missing out on so much fun um <laughs> we went camping last year and uh, just a bunch of guys, like nine of us around a, around a fire. And well, we'd all had too much beer and we were just hanging out. And yeah, we're all just, just it was just a reenactment of Blazing Saddles. If you have seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> anyway, I got some mama vibes. If you guys have seen Mama, where the, you know, the ghost is kind of, you know, kind of takes in the little girl, the little girl's uh, plural. Um, you know, the dead parent thing. I got some vibes like that where, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable when the, the little girls are re, uh, you know, God damn it. I'm tripping over my words today. Uh, probably cause it's my 20th time trying to fucking do this episode. Uh, <laughs> um, but I'm feeling loose now, feeling good. Wasn't feeling good before. So here we go. Um, yeah, the, uh, when they finally get released back to, you know, civilization, you know, there's that like awkward, you know, reacclimation or whatever to society. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing in this movie too. You know, she, the, the little girl has a real hard time, like trying to connect with, with her aunt, her aunt, like doesn't really want anything to do with her. She's just like single mom, not single mom, single lady, like focused on her, um, you know, her career and all this stuff. And, you know, she's balls deep in trying to get this prototype doll up and running. And that is Megan, right? And it's this AI, like groundbreaking, going to be the coolest thing. You know, if you got like knocked up and you didn't want to be a parent, this is your way out. <laughs> and they actually say that later in the movie, which is kind of fucked up because that's what I was thinking. Like, so this thing will like, you know, It'll teach your kid how to do things. It'll, you know, discipline your kid. Like, hey, uh, make sure you wash your hands after you're done taking a shit. Hey, flush your toilet. Like, hey, do your homework. It does all this stuff. And so, you know, you don't really need to be around, you know. So it's basically like autopilot for parenting, right? It doesn't sound so terrible. But <laughs> I had some funny notes here. <laughs> Introducing Megan, the toy that takes care of all those responsibilities and more. Packages include killing your neighbor's dog or taking over the world. No batteries included. Sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but um, 
let's finish off this hazy hearted IPA. I know I didn't really drink too much of it on the, uh, on this episode, but the previous, you know, eight episodes that I tried recording, I did drink most of it. It's only a 12 ounce can. So I only had a little bit to get through. So we're going to finish this off. Um, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, two hearted ale really isn't, isn't too much for me. I know it's like one of the most popular IPAs in the country. Uh, it's up there with, with 90 minute from dogfish head. Uh, th- those two are, are pretty much, you know, neck and neck as far as, you know, popularity and quality on distribution as far as like craft beers concerned, craft IPAs, mass produced craft IPAs. But, you know, this one's not for me. This is just their like hazy version. It's still like really bitter. Um, and I typically go to the hazies because they're not so bitter. You know, they, they tend to be a little more approachable, a little softer, a little more citrusy, stuff like that. There's that stuff like that. I say that a lot. I'm going to make a t-shirt that just says stuff like that. All this shit that I constantly say, I'm going to make like stickers of it so I can just stick it everywhere. And that way I know you guys are listening to me. Marketing ploy. Maybe I'll start doing that. We're going to jump into volcano sauce here in a second. Let me finish off the rest of this IPA. It's not a bad one by any means. You know, it's not my first choice. Um, Sierra Nevada has like hazy little thing, uh, hazy IPA, stuff like that. God damn it. There it is again. Oh, I got to just stop saying that. Chris was trying to tell me, you know, maybe like read from a script, but I can't read from a script. I'm better ad lib. I'm better on, you know, it's cool to have like notes to pull from, but I'm way better just on the fly and talking out of my ass. <laughs> maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the reason this is never going to go anywhere. Um, but it might go somewhere. I have a feeling. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is fun. I'm having fun. Even if I'm the only one that listens to it at the end of the day and I have time to do it. I'm going to have a good time, but, uh, in all honesty, numbers are looking good. So thank you guys, uh, very much. You know, we're, we're, the, the numbers are going up every week. I'm starting to get some analytics in. So I'm seeing, you know, how, how long people are listening to episodes and how long people tune in for. And, and most of you are sticking around the entire time, you know, and I do thank you for that. Uh, your payments should be going through here very shortly. So, uh, just, just don't bail on me. You know, uh, money's a little tight right now. got a kid on the way. You guys know that. So, um, you know, I'll pay you when I can. <laughs> um, anyway. All right. So like I said, hazy hearted IPA, if you're at a gas station is between, you know, this and Coors Light and you want a damn hazy IPA, just get this. It's good enough. So we're going to finish this off and it's going to be real bitter and awkward here for a minute. And then we're going to pour this beautiful volcano sauce into the glass and see how it is. Ooh, a little bitter, a little bitter. Oh, there was more in the glass than I thought there was. I am I just can't chug. Oh, there's that beautiful sound. Oh, I love that. I'm sure you guys hate it. If you do hate it, feel free to tell me. On our Instagram page, Little Hops of Horrors podcast, um, we have the little hop pellet Venus flytrap dude. And uh, yeah, I was actually talking to some friends down at um, Arsenal Beer down in Lawrenceville today. Uh Speaking of which, all the beer that we got today was from Liberty Beer in Bloomfield. Those guys pretty much get everything you can imagine. Arsenal Beer, if you haven't been there, those guys are great. Very nice, very knowledgeable, very passionate, which I kind of, you know, I, I appreciate that. You can talk to somebody and they, they give a shit. They're not just getting beer to shove on a shelf, not throwing shade at, you know, Liberty Beer. By any means, those guys are awesome too. But, you know, you talk to Pat down at uh, Arsenal Beer, and he he supplied some of the beers for, uh, not supplied, I did purchase them, he, he didn't give them for free, 
<laughs> I don't want to get him in trouble. But he, uh, you know, I was talking to him today and, you know, he actually liked the name of the podcast because it's a pun. It's funny. And I hope you guys have gotten that by now. Uh, my attempt at being clever. Uh, all right. So let's jump into volcano sauce. I'm done. Uh, I'm done being a being a dumb dumb. Uh, this is from Aslan. Aslan's out of um, that's pretty tasty. Not very sour. They're out of D.C. originally, right outside of D.C. And I actually had a little story. They've been one of my favorite breweries for a long time. So I was in the beer trading game and, and stuff for years, you know, trying to get stuff that you couldn't get in Pittsburgh. And as we covered last week, you know, Voodoo was uh, our outlet for that, right? This is a little beer intermission. I won't take too long, I promise. Or I might, I don't know. <laughs> We're already at 13 minutes. Um Voodoo was like the only thing that we had here and, you know, people would trample each other and get fucking homeless people to go stand in line so they could get, you know, one, one bottle that was worth essentially 150 bucks, which, you know, I get it, but did you really need, you know, like four allotments of it? But that was the the only way to get some cool stuff. And Aslan once upon a time was that cool stuff. You know, they had some great barrel aged beer. They still do, but they didn't have the production that they have now. And they didn't have a tap room in Pittsburgh, which they did recently open. I believe it was this year. No, it was last year. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. Um, and they have a great spot. I hate, I hate that they gentrified my favorite neighborhood in the world, the Strip District. The Strip District of Pittsburgh, there's just something charming about it. I love it. It's old Pittsburgh. It's the same Pittsburgh your grandparents have gone to where you go down, you can go to Woolies, you can go to Parma, you can get, you know, all that produce, all that good, you know, the good cuts of meat and all that stuff. The, the good Steeler, you know, knockoff Steelerware or authentic Steelerware, whatever, pirates, penguins, all that stuff. It, it's Pittsburgh personified. That neighborhood is Pittsburgh personified. Fucking Primani Brothers, right? All that stuff. It's all down there. And then they put up fucking Yuppieville right next to it which I hated it. You know, there, there's so many other places you could have done that and you didn't have to take away my free parking that used to be right outside of that terminal building. Now I have to pay. Thanks. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, but they put it in the, in the terminal and um, it's, it's a nice facility. It is, it is cool. And uh, you know, if you, you want to spend the day down there, there's plenty to do. Uh, if you guys like indoor mini golf, there's like four of those places down there now. So uh, maybe we could be a little more original as a society <laughs> and try to find out something else to do uh, instead of indoor mini golf. Literally, there's two of them. You could like throw a rock from one to the other. Uh, I, I thought it was a joke that they were opening up another one, but no, I'm not. That's that's there. Breweries are different stories. You could put those all over the place. Restaurants, different stories. You can do that all over the place. Okay. Anyway, but um, my first time in Haslin was down in DC. I went for a Spartan race a couple years ago. It was the hottest fucking day I've ever done anything in my life. It was so hot and it was just just brutal just a rough day and i just was very looking forward to going to this this aslan and having a beer like one of my favorite breweries because i loved all the beer that i have from there and i get there and it's it's a storage unit <laughs> like in the middle of like a business park it's like a garage and they don't have anything on tap they don't have a tap system they don't have a tap room I'm like what the a brewery this size, like it's not like they were, you know, like little, they were pretty well known, pretty well established and they didn't have a tap room. And this took me by surprise. I was like, Oh man. So I ended up grabbing some stuff and brought it home. And you know, now, you know, they're very available. They have an Alexandria location uh, and then they have the, the, the Pittsburgh one also. So go check them out. Awesome beer. Um, 
been down there a couple of times. Really nice spot. They have coffee that you can get if you don't want beer. They got food, and obviously they have pretty good beer. All right, so let's take another sip of this volcano sauce. Pretty good, not too sour, uh, which I that's kind of how I like my sours. Sitting at right by six, um, right around six percent. All the berries are coming through. The vanilla is very subtle on the end, which is good. Um, yeah, this is this is a crusher, man. You could you could slam a couple of these during, uh, you know, like a hot day or something, or a cold day, or a brisk day. I guess just any day, really. All right, back to the movie. So we get established that you know Aunt Gemma, who is who is the, you know the aunt that has to deal with this. Uh, Katie is her name, uh, spelled in a very weird way, but um, <laughs> she has to deal with Katie now. And Katie becomes a part of her little experiment. Well, like you're going to be my petri dish for this this project that I'm trying to do, where I'm going to have a doll, uh, you know, parent you, so I don't have to do it. And it's this great idea, and they're going to make all this money, and yada yada yada, and everything's great. And um, you know now they're doing through some of these updates because things are going well. And like the boss finally like endorses it. And this is, you know, everything's starting to move forward. They're going to make it public and, you know, everybody's going to be rich and it's going to be great. Ha ha ha. This is awesome. Life is awesome. And that's when the horror movie starts. Yeah. It finally starts getting some traction here. It seems like Megan gets like self-aware and she's like looking at like fucking helicopters, like Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. Like, what the fuck is that? It's following me. <laughs> um, and she's there's a scene where the the little girl's like she loses an arrow because they're playing some game, and Megan's deep thoughts like downloading 1984 or something. I don't know. She's just going off in her own fucking world, like downloading every possible thing and possibility of outcomes or whatever. And uh, the little girl loses an arrow and asks Megan for help, and Megan is like essentially assigned to her, so she has to kind of like do whatever she wants. She finds this arrow and there's this dickhead dog that lives next door, which is established earlier in the movie. And of course, you know, foreshadowing, you know, it's going to be a problem. And it is. It rips the fucking doll through the fence while it's looking for the, um, looking through the arrow. Little girl ends up getting bit and it's just like terrible fucking, you know, ordeal. Oh my God. <laughs> and Auntie, Auntie Gemma's in there just bebopping away to some podcast and her new niece is getting shredded to pieces by his fucking, you know, German shepherd in the neighbor's yard, <laughs> but you know, that's parenting for you. I guess, uh, I guess I'll find out in a couple months. Um, not the podcast when I have a shitty neighbor. Oh wait, I don't have neighbors. So that's kind of nice. Anyway, <laughs> um, my, the, there are some funny scenes in this. Like she finally finds out, Gemma finds out that her niece is getting mauled and comes out to help snaps on her neighbor and all this stuff. And like Megan got fucked up. Like her hair is all over the place and shit. And she stands up. She like almost got her head ripped off and yeah, she stands up. She's like, her temperature is rising. She needs to go get this. <laughs> it's just, it's just a funny scene that she's all fucked up and still just like totally coherent because they don't feel pain. They're cold. They're cold and they're coming. Have you seen Terminator? Anyway, but this is this is the scene where you know she starts to become you know kind of self aware and and this is when she starts moving the pieces around where she starts Megan not anybody else she starts kind of doing whatever Megan wants to do and you can't really stop her so you know uh, this all happens terrible timing because they're about to unveil Megan to the world and this girl just had to go and get herself fucking mauled 
you know, in front of, you know, right before Auntie Gemma's big event. I know I'm putting a lot on Gemma, but she kind of sucked for a little while in this movie. But, oh, excuse me. There's that lovely indigestion I love during this podcast. And there's that lovely beer sip that you guys love during this podcast. This is nice, though. I will tell you, this volcano sauce is, is very drinkable. Um, when I was hearing from uh, uh, Pat down at Arsenal Beer in Lawrenceville on Butler Street, right by Belvedere's in Pitt, you know, right outside of Pittsburgh. If you guys aren't from the city, if you're in the city, go check them out. They're doing really cool stuff down there. A lot of local single stuff. They got like Low Lev, they got Coven, they got, I mean, 11th Hour Hitchhiker, Dancing Them, the Usuals. Um, they got a nice single selection down there. So go check them out. Good prices too. Um, but anyway, he was saying that this volcano sauce is like the only thing that, that, that um, Aslan like consistently releases as far as like a flagship like any of their IPAs and stuff, they don't really do. This is like the only one that, that they actually do do. Do, 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 do. That's always funny to say. <laughs> so back to the movie. Sorry about the sidetrack there. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm not because that's why you're here. It's hard to cover two subjects at the same time and not try to equally involve them both. You know, and you drink, you know, beer, you have some food. Sometimes some bites hit differently than others. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Oh, man. Hold on. <clears throat> I got to get that mic etiquette thing. I got to figure out there, there's got to be a button or something that I can hit so you guys don't got to hear me like if I get a frog in my throat like I just did. Um, <laughs> so they bring in the girl that just got, you know, her parents just died and, and she just got mauled by a dog. And Auntie Gemma says, hey, can you like come and play with Megan so I can get like a raise and stuff? And of course, the poor little girl has a breakdown in the middle of this like showcase because they're all... Why was it set up like a, like a, like a fucking, um, like an execution, like in a prison, you know, when they like lethal injection people like behind the screen where like, they can't see you, but you can see them. It looked like that, but they're in this like playroom or whatever. Little girl finally has a breakdown. And then Megan, we find out that she likes to sing karaoke like all the time. And this is like super annoying, but they have this nice, like full house moment. Speaking of which. Tell me she doesn't look like one of the Olsons, like Ann Olson, any of them. Like this is like their long lost sister. I actually looked it up to see if one of them did play her. They they didn't. Um, they did have actual actresses play her though. Uh, not all the time, but sometimes. But so they have this little full house moment, which is, you know, <laughs> super annoying and uh, not super annoying. It, it is actually kind of touching because little girl's finally like coming to terms that her parents are dead and she's trying to figure out how to move on with Megan and Megan's like, I can help you. And it's nice, but it just happens to be on display in front of all the, you know, CEOs and all this stuff. And then of course Megan sings like it's a fucking Disney movie, like right after, you know, Simba, like right after his dad dies and, and him and the, and Pumbaa and, and Timon are like just hanging out, singing about, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, Hakuna Matata, that's it. Eh, you know, it's a wonderful phrase. Like your your dad just died. Eh, whatever. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> that's what that's Megan's approach. So maybe she watched one too many uh, Disney movies as a kid. Uh, but this is um, this is the part where where Gemma loses Megan pretty much completely. This is this is it. Uh, she starts kind of like acting, you know, acting out against Gemma, like kind of asserting control and filling little Katie's head with all these you know, little, um, little just comforts and, and letting her know that she's like, 
the one to pay attention to and not Gemma because she's going to give her everything she wants. And you start to see like a darkness in her. You see these eyes, this like death stare kind of thing that she has, this like intent, you know, and it's it's kind of terrifying. Um, just really unnerving. I, I couldn't imagine um, like having this thing in the house, right? Where it's just, it's just sitting in your, your, your kid's room and you know it's awake, alive, whatever. Um, but now it's starting to do things on its own. <laughs> and, you know, is it is it awake while you're sleeping? You know, because it starts to, you know, you know, do downloads or whatever on its own. And there's a scene where, you know, they get in a little argument, Katie and Gemma, and she says, let her go. And like all the fucking lights flicker. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd throw that girl in the bathtub like Megan. And, and try to, I don't know, because that's, that's probably bad for electronics, right? You think that that would probably do it. Anyway, so we're almost uh, through this beer and we're going to get to the, to the next part of the movie here. And um, yeah, yeah, we're getting close. All right. This was the best scene of the movie. Um, I think, well, this was, this was one of my favorite deaths. I have, I have two, but I guess I'm going to have to do just one. This one is when it really starts ramping up, though. Um, well, I guess not, because you don't really see the dog kill, because Megan does to kill the dog, and then the annoying neighbors out there doing whatever. But Gemma thinks it's a good idea to introduce Katie to this new school, and it's some progressive kind of school where they like learn outdoors and all this stuff. And there's this one scene, this kid, he's I guess he's the problem kid. His mom's like, hey, honey, make sure you like if you need a jacket or need something to eat. And he's like, fuck off, Holly. Like, doesn't even call her by mom. <laughs> that was a great scene. But that little dickhead ends up getting his. He steals Megan and goes for, you know, off into the woods and, you know, tries beating it up. And oof, Megan, Megan. Mm, that was like my favorite scene, I think. Well, I like the death next better. but. But th like it was more original, I thought. But this was a cool, you know, like, fuck, yeah, like this guy finally got what he deserved kind of scene. Um, she latches onto his ears and they uh, <laughs> they stretch like stretch Armstrong. Like, what are his ears made out of? Like they dude, they go forever. I've never. Does that happen? Like, can you stretch your ear that fucking farther, like four feet away from his head? Uh, but eventually, you know, it gives way. And, you know, she goes full bear crawl mode, chasing him through the fucking woods that are it's now like dusk and smoky for some reason or foggy uh, i guess it's added effect for her to run uh but she chases this little douchebag down the hill and then he gets smacked by a fucking truck which was kind of funny um yeah and that's 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 when you know you start to see like megan's okay okay she's for real man she's she'll do anything to protect her katie ah all right so yeah that's we're we're you know getting close to the end here. Um, there's only a couple kills left, really, and we're gonna jump onto this last beer because it's probably gonna be the most complex. What's this sitting at ABV wise? Doesn't say. Why would it say that? Oh, there it is. Twelve point six. Yeah. So this is a stout. Stouts are typically better room temperature. You pull more of the flavors out, um, and they they almost feel like they thicken. I've had some stouts that I've had initially right off the bat out of the bottle or out of a can and it's been too cold and it feels like, you know, a little too 
bubbly, a little too effervescent, a little too carbonated, and, and the flavors are really muted. And for some reason, they, they tend to, you know, come through a lot better at room temperature. Um, yeah, so it's, this one isn't too, too cold, so it should be fine. Interesting. Oh, wow. That's really good. So it's in a 12.6. You can get this at, well, I got this from Liberty Beer, as I mentioned earlier. But Boulevard is usually at, you know, most most like reputable like bottle shops. Um, they're, they're not too, too hard to find. Um, I think they're out of New York. Could be wrong. Let's see here. Nope. Nope. Definitely not New York. They are from Missouri. So almost almost uh but not even close <laughs> but this is good this is um there's like a dryness like dry that you get from from red wine that that happens like immediately it's like layered kind of hard to describe you get that that quick dry uh i don't want to say bite but quick dry you know sensation and then you just get that wonderful barrel, you know, chocolatey kind of uh, vanilla, smooth, smoky, all those like, you know, dark, um, you know, heavy flavors and stuff like dark roast kind of flavors. Uh, that's really good, man. And see, so that and that just goes to show you there's some really awesome, you know, shelfies out there. You don't always have to go to these, you know, crazy high end breweries and stand in line or you know, pay a hundred dollars for a bottle or $50 for a, or whatever, you know, you can find some cool shit, literally just chilling on a shelf. And I'm telling you, Boulevard makes some crazy, crazy good, um, barrel aid stuff. And, and it holds up. Um, I don't know what they do differently than some of the little guys, but I've had stuff from, you know, that's been a couple months old and, and it's still, you know, probably as good as the day it was made. So, all right. <clears throat> Kill of the week, guys. You ready? You ready? All right. So, little kid gets hit by the car. That's pretty funny. It's pretty great. If it wasn't for the originality of the next death, uh, I think that obviously this would have this would have done it. So, they get back, and um, old old Gemma, she doesn't do the download thing yet, where she's trying to see what Megan. Um, what actually happened with Megan? Cause like all the files are corrupted. I think that happens after. Yeah, that does happen after that's right. Because her neighbor gets murdered first and that's what happens. Megan lets herself in to the, to the dog owner's house. This lady's like, she sucks. You can just tell that they just don't get along and, um, lets herself into the garage and she's making dog noises. Cause that's what she can do. And the, the lady follows her into the garage, falls right into her fucking trap. She gets blasted in the face with a pressure washer <laughs> and uh, then nailed with a staple gun or a nail gun like to, to the to wherever she's at. So she can't move. Megan then walks up. Now, I don't know if it's if it's chemicals because there, there was a you know, she was talking about chemicals earlier in the movie. I don't know if she was just getting blasted in the face with pressure wash pesticide or if this was actual water, because I know like high enough PSI, you can do fucking real damage to yourself. But she essentially uh, peels this lady's fucking face off with a pressure washer. That's awesome. That's original right there. And that's why that's our kill of the week. Uh, so cheers to that. We're going to take another sip. 
Oh, yeah, that beer is awesome. Definitely check out Boulevard. Those guys are doing some really cool stuff with it with their barrel program, and it's like I said, pretty available. It's not it's not like a hidden gem or in, well, I mean, it's a hidden gem, but it's not hard, super hard to find. You know, you go to most uh, you know reputable bottle shops or whatever, you should be able to find it. Um, so we're getting to the end, and you know, Gemma's just about had enough with uh, with Megan, and it's time to. Time to take her back, get a little reboot, but it's too late, too late for all that, isn't it? And it just so happens to be the same time that the, uh, that the little tech expo is coming up where they're going to unveil her to the world. And so all the CEOs, everybody's there. They're all there to see Megan and all this stuff. Her boss is there and the guy that's trying to steal all the shit from the company's there. And, but she leaps. She has a little intervention with Katie. Katie comes around and finds out that Megan is probably not good for her long term. So she goes with Aunt Gemma and they just bail. Megan doesn't like this. <laughs> and she goes on a rampage. And this is where that funny fucking dance scene comes in. where She's doing the fucking whatever in the in the hallway, which pretty funny. And it took me a minute to realize what what weapon she got. Um it's a paper cutter like from when you were a kid and like your, your, you know, your, your teacher would like cut a bunch of, uh, like papers at once. Uh, yeah, it's that she just rips it off and uses it as a fucking katana and goes through, <laughs> she just, just takes out the, the main guy, uh, the main boss and then, uh, talk shit on the little guy who's like trying to steal a bunch of shit from the company kills him too. Then uh, this is kind of a badass scene. She kind of turns into like John Wick where she's just like all of a sudden in control of her surroundings, everything, opening doors, uh, starting cars, just, you know, everything. And then just pops up at home. And this is the final showdown. This is her, you know, against uh, against Aunt Gemma and, um, you know, Katie and, and I guess the Iron Giant. Well, I guess his name's Bruce but he kind of has this iron giant kind of feel to him, <laughs> but he's only controlled by somebody else. So you can't, you know, he's not on his own. Like, like Megan is. So the predictable happens. They get into a fight and yada, yada. There's a bullshit life lesson there and everybody's happy and whatever. Megan's not happy though. And I never understood this scene. Like when fucking, uh, they, they finally get to the garage and, um, Gemma's in there. Megan's chasing him. And, chasing him <laughs> chasing her chasing her and she starts like knocking over bookcases what is that supposed to do like what's the what's the end game here are you just like trying to like like the the worst that's going to happen is they're just going to like sprain their ankle maybe because they just stepped on it wrong but they're still going to get you <laughs> so like why are you going to risk throwing your fucking back out <laughs> and knocking over this big ass thing anyway um you know the fight goes on, yeah, and whatever, and then finally it's time for the Iron Giant. Katie shows up, and she's finally overcome, but not before Megan gets one last karaoke song. <laughs> she fucking loves karaoke. She loves to sing. There's like four times in this movie where she just like has to sing. It's like, shut up. Shut up. I'm trying to sleep. I want to go to bed. Stop trying to sing to me. Ugh. Anyway, she sings. As uh, Katie takes control of the Iron Giant and whoops the shit out of her. Who'd have thought that uh, Megan was a little mini John Wick? It was cool. I wish there was like a higher body count in this movie. Um, 
that would have been that would have made it a lot better. I think, you know, they killed a dog off screen. Thank God, because I don't want to see that. You know, the dog kind of sucked, but I don't want to see him get killed. The lady, I wish they would have showed more. You know, what does that say about me as a human being or us as a society? Us as a society. There we go. Just to let you guys know that I'm not that fucking hammered. Um, <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. The end of the movie, you know, Megan gets killed. There's a quick flash to like an Alexa type device um, that that implies that it's it had just like shut down or that it's still active, leading you to believe that that Megan is still you know around, and that there's probably going to be a uh, probably you know going to be a sequel. Um, yeah, all in all, I mean, it wasn't a bad watch. It wasn't my favorite movie. Uh, this was the first one that the fans voted on. It was this or Sinister. And I'm surprised that this one won because, I mean, Sinister is an all-time great horror. I would not chalk this up as that. But what do I know? Next week, Freddy vs. Jason with Dustin Michaels, our favorite guy from Hitchhiker. Uh, he's going to be on. We're going to be doing the Lawnmower Beer Showdown. Um That'll be fun. Uh, probably a little bit of a longer episode. We're actually recording that on Monday. Um, yeah, that, that'll be a fun one. But this is the new format. I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, a little bit of the layout here. We're still ironing out the kinks. I have like 4,000 notes that I didn't even go through. Still trying to figure out how much to even talk about on stuff like this. Guys, please go to, um, you know, Spotify. Leave a review. Go on Instagram, comment on on you know little hops of horror podcast, little hops of horrors podcast. I always like drop that s off at the end for some reason. Little hops of horrors podcast on Instagram. Leave a rev- you know tell me what you thought about the episode. I need feedback. You know I I can't make this better if I don't hear back from you guys. So leave a rating. Tell me how good I'm doing. Tell me how bad I'm doing. Tell me what I can do better. What I should stop doing. You know. Should it be a longer episode? Should it be a shorter episode? You know, anything like that is helpful. Uh, I try to keep these around a half hour. Sometimes they get a little longer. Last week's, that was a different animal. You know, we cleared an hour on that one, but that was just so much fun having a dude like that on the podcast. And next week is probably going to be the same. Uh, It's not going to be a short one. Probably be, I'd say, at least an hour. So uh, buckle in for that. Um, But as far as, you know, I, I feel like trying to get through, you know, two, three beers, whatever it is, and, and, you know, an entire movie, you know, half hour feels about right. Um, half hour to 40 minutes, anything more than that, you know, kind of drawn out. I can go through scene by scene and I try my best not to give you the entire synopsis as my wife told me not to do. And I get that you guys probably don't want to hear that, but you know, we just talk about key scenes and what leads to what and stuff like that. Um, cause otherwise, you know, it doesn't really make sense if I just start talking about the middle of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of nice to, you know, when I, I, I've listened to horror podcasts, you know, before I even started this and it's nice to connect with the hosts about what they did and didn't like. And obviously they're going to talk about the main points of the movie. You know, if we're talking about terrifier, which we're going to do, you know, no, because not everybody's seen that movie. So I'm not going to give that away. Oh man. What's an iconic fucking movie. Okay. Freddie. Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, if we're talking about the the bedroom scene, the first one where he's tossing the chick up around the ceiling, just like killing her in the middle of the night, you know, what did you feel about that? 
it's cool to talk about all these kills and everything. And, and you kind of got to give a little bit of a background, like, oh, this is how we got here. And this is what I liked about this. Ultimately, you know, this movie, though, um, I mean, I just watched it a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and then I just rewatched it again tonight. Um, it held up, you know, wasn't wasn't bad. Um, am I going to rush to watch it again? Probably not. But, uh, you know, give it you know, a couple of years and, and if it pops up again, you know, maybe I'll check it out. But um, yeah, probably like a six and a half out of 10 for me, honestly. Uh, definitely not bad by any means, but but just just not my overall cup of tea. I uh, could have used more gore, would have liked a higher body count to, uh, you know, let Megan really go John Wick. That would have been cool. If she went nuts in the fucking lobby with all those people there at the end of the movie, that would have been really cool. But that didn't happen. So, but it's not a slasher. So I get it. Um, yeah, it's its own thing. So that's about it. Uh, we're about minute 41. I better stop this. And, um, yeah, as always, hope you guys enjoyed tune in next week. We're doing Freddy versus Jason. That's one everybody's really familiar with. And uh, at least you should be, if you haven't go check it out, we got some cool facts about that one that you guys, I, I think you'll like. And like I said, we're bringing on a guest. He's going to talk a little about a little bit about what it's like to be in the beer industry, um, behind the scenes stuff, you know, what it's like to be at a production facility like Hitchhiker and, uh, you know, the beer fest, all, anything that you would want to know. So this episode, comment on it on the, um, you know, we do have an email. You can email me. I never even thought of that. Little Hops of Horrors podcast at Gmail, right? Very original. So email me. Any questions you have that you want me to ask Dustin Michaels of Hitchhiker and the foremost, right? Lead, lead guitar, lead bassist. I got to get that right. We'll find out. We'll ask him. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Hope you, hope you, <laughs> tongue-tied kind of guy. Got to get it in at least one episode. Anyway, hope you guys had a good time. We'll see you next week. Cheers.